Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Puerto Rico's lofty renewable energy goals are attainable, but residents are skeptical since a natural gas company is now in charge of a key component of the island's power grid. The Department of Energy put out a new study that says Puerto Rico's 100% renewable energy target is well within reach, which is big news for the island. And also last week, Puerto Rican authorities hired a natural gas company, New Fortress Energy, to operate the island's publicly owned fossil fuel plants. That move received criticism from advocates who aren't optimistic the company can help the island meet its clean energy goals, given its fossil fuel ties and history with Puerto Rico. And more broadly, residents are skeptical given that once again, a private company is operating a key part of Puerto Rico's power system, which already has a legacy of blackouts. So today, Politico's Gloria Gonzalez on Puerto Rico's green goals and new fortress energy. It's Thursday, February 2nd. Gloria, as Puerto Rico looks to reach its 100% renewable energy target, we now know as of last week who will be operating the island's power plants, New Fortress Energy. So can you tell us a little bit about this company and why it was given the contract? Yes, so New Fortress Energy is a liquefied natural gas company that has operations in Puerto Rico already. It's a company that has a quite a complicated and controversial history on the island and One of the reasons why it was given the contract is because it is a well-known entity, but there have been some challenges with regards to its existing operations on the island, namely its liquefied natural gas terminal that it's been building for the last several years. Right. And then this decision by Puerto Rico comes after the Department of Energy released a study last week that the island's 100% renewable energy target was within reach. So what has New Fortress Energy said about its ability to help the island actually meet that goal, despite its fossil fuel ties that you mentioned? Yeah, DOE basically released a study that said what they already knew to be true, that the island does have the technical capability to reach that 100% renewable energy target. Now, renewable energy operations on the island are still, generation on on the island is still in the low single digits, but it's starting to ramp up more quickly. And people expect that it will continue to do so, especially given that the Biden administration is providing a lot of more support towards that goal, including Congress passing $1 billion to support rooftop solar and battery initiatives on the island. New Fortress Energy has said that it is committed to helping Puerto Rico achieve that 100% renewable energy target, despite its fossil fuel ties, that it is committed to that goal. But there are some questions about that. Specifically, one of the big questions, as one of my sources pointed out, is that nowhere in its contract does it say that there are specific dates or timelines for retiring the existing fossil fuel plants that New Fortress Energy is being hired to manage. So New Fortress Energy says that's going to be completely up to the energy regulator on the island, but there's no firm deadline for retiring those fossil fuel assets. So conceivably, they could continue to keep running for years to come, and that would delay Puerto Rico meeting that 100% renewable energy target. 
And just to get into some of the concerns and reaction a little bit more, so this move to specifically give New Fortress Energy the contract is receiving a lot of criticism from the island's residents. So why is that? Well, there are two issues that people are most concerned with regard to New Fortress Energy. One of them is in relation to its liquefied natural gas terminal on the island. Now, the backstory there is that New Fortress Energy has built the facility claiming that FERC has no jurisdiction over it. It's a bit of a technical argument, but they're basically saying that because of the limited operation that they've built, FERC doesn't have jurisdiction. Now, FERC disagreed with that and said, yes, it does have jurisdiction and its permission is is required for the building of the terminal. New Fortress Energy challenged that decision and the DC Circuit sided with FERC saying that no New Fortress Energy, this operation is under FERC jurisdiction. So sent it back to FERC and now the company is actually having to submit a plan to build and permit the terminal almost after the fact, if you will. The other issue is that New Fortress Energy did not fulfill elements of its natural gas contract with one of Puerto Rico's power plants. And that caused the power plant to be forced to run on diesel, which, as you remember last year, diesel prices escalated quite a bit, and that forced Brapa to buy basically diesel fuel to keep those plants running. Brapa recently sent New Fortress Energy a bill for about $34.5 million, which it said is the cost of that failure to provide the natural gas per its contract with the utility. Gotcha. And also there's this overarching concern that the island's residents have based on the fact that the the island's once again privatizing its power system like it has before. So can you speak to that and why they're aiming that criticism now? Yeah, this is a, a legacy of the experience that the island residents have encountered under the management of the grid by Luma Energy. Luma Energy had a lot of troubles last year with regard to its management of the power grid, which went down several times. Most notably, parts of it went down for nearly two weeks after Hurricane Fiona devastated the island. Didn't directly hit the island, but its mere approach on the island was enough to take the grid completely down. And that took quite some time to recover from. But even prior to that particular situation, the power grid had experienced a number of failures and blackouts under Luma's management of the grid. So people on the island were very frustrated with Luma's performance, were frustrated with officials continuing to support the company, and frustrated by the decision to actually extend that contract despite challenges that the people were experiencing with regard to the power system and its lack of reliability. So that has pretty much scarred them from the privatization issues. And that's one of the reasons why they're so concerned about this new fortress energy deal. Also, on Wednesday, the Interior Department advanced the proposed ConocoPhillips Willow Oil Project in Alaska, issuing a new environmental review that would shrink the footprint of the planned construction, but lays out a path for it to proceed. The planned project could yield as much as 600 million barrels of oil over its life. It is one of the few new large-scale drilling projects planned for the Arctic. The environmental review will undergo a 30-day public comment period, after which the administration will issue its final decision on whether to allow the project to proceed. The project is seen as important to Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, a moderate Republican whose vote is considered important for some White House priorities. 
However, the project has drawn sharp opposition from green groups, and Democrats in Congress criticized the Biden administration after Wednesday's news, saying it undermines the Biden administration's climate change goals. It would threaten the largely untouched wilderness. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.